You're listening to the Complete Human Podcast with me, Evan DeMarco. And me, Jana Breslin. A podcast where we combine our decades of experience as health and wellness experts to educate you on how to bio-optimize your way to becoming a complete human. We are on a mission to inspire the necessary change we need to ensure a thriving existence for all. That's why with every episode, we bring you real science, deeper intelligence, and actionable takeaways in hopes of not only changing the trajectory of your health, but changing the trajectory of the entire human race. Are you ready to become a complete human? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Complete Human Podcast with your host, Jana Breslin, and Evan DeMarco. For those of you watching us on YouTube, you're going to see us sitting in the backyard by the pool. It looks a lot like casual Friday, except it's Saturday. <laughs> it is Saturday. It is Saturday. Uh, you're in And a- kind of fitting, right? I mean, we're going to talk about some water today. We are going to talk about some water. But before we do, as we've started with the new protocol, we've yeah. got a review to read. I've followed Evan for years, and he is easily one of the smartest guys in the business. Unlike other biohackers, he never was pushing books or courses, just giving away info for free. Jana brings out the best in him, and together they seem to have found a passion for making a difference. I love this podcast. Just wish they were more consistent with releases. And that is from Ramdin Verma. Ramdin. Well, thank you very much, Ramdin. That was... uh, That's a solid review. That's a solid review. I'm flattered by that. You know, yes, you absolutely bring out the best in me. <laughs> I, I, I will completely agree with Ramdin. I will completely agree that we are horrible at consistency, something that I know our podcast managers wish we were better at. But hey, at least we're reading reviews. We're reading and, reviews. you know, we've been a little consistent lately, so this is good. Small corrections. Yes. So before we get to today's podcast, which is going to be a little bit about kind of how we met and how that whole evolution of how we met mm. has transpired into what we want to talk about today, today's show is actually going to be brought to you by us. And so what we want to do, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is to encourage you to head on over to completehuman.com and click on the cryotub section. There you're going to find the latest release and the thing that we're going to talk about today. And if you mention podcast 20 at checkout, you're actually going to save 20% on one of these bad boys. Now, that's pretty impressive when you consider the cost of these. And that's actually the cost something we're going to talk about. So Complete Human Cryo is today's sponsor of the Complete Human Show. It sounds good. Coming full circle, two and a half years ago, we were in Costa Rica with Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese at the XPT Waterman Experience. And one of the things that we obviously got to experience was Laird and Gabby's penchant for sauna and ice baths. Yeah. And was that your first time? In an ice bath? Yeah. No. Okay. But, you know, growing up playing sports and then, you know, working out at the Olympic Training Center, they had an ice bath, right? This is something that we've known about for a millennia. As long as people have been getting injured, we've kind of instinctually gravitated towards cold as a, as a means of solving that problem. Mm-hmm. And so even back in the, the 90s and the early 2000s, the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs, they had an ice bath thing. And it was, it was torture, right? Like three minutes of that and you couldn't find your nuts for a week. <laughs> so growing up in sports, you know, especially being a pitcher, you know, like after every game, you're just icing your shoulder down. Uh, football, it was, all, it was always ice. And so I'd experienced an ice tub, but it had been... 15, probably 18 yeah. years before. So it's basically starting fresh. Oh, totally starting fresh. <laughs> so uh, was that your first time in an ice bath? That was mine. Yeah. So a little backstory. We went to Costa Rica. We participated in this event with Laird and Gabby. And, you know, we're in the pool. We're doing weights and stuff in the pool. Sauna, ice. They bring out these tubs. They fill it with bags and bags of ice. And I mean, that was an experience. I remember my body was like, what the fuck? 
are you doing to me? And I kind of had like a little weird, like right side of my body just cramped up for a minute. It was pretty bizarre. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a lot borderline of, Bell's palsy. It was, it was a lot of stress on the body, I think. But the ice bath, I mean, it got easier every time we did it. Totally. We did that. And, you know, then obviously, as we've kind of embarked on the bio-optimization journey, we've recognized the inherent value of ice baths. We've done cryotherapy chambers. We've done so many of these different things. And as we really started to look at it, what we recognized was that there was an opportunity for us to take our message of bio-optimization to the people and to provide solutions. And I think in the past, we've always gravitated towards these really expensive cryo chambers. Mm-hmm. And the more that I did the research on it, the more that I was less and less enthralled with the cryo chamber for a couple different reasons. Number one, environmental issues, right? Liquid nitrogen has to be shipped to these retail outlets where these cryo chambers exist. They have to be you know, held in these pens. And again, it's an inert gas, but it does displace oxygen. And so I had this theory that you've got these trucks that are just shipping this stuff all over the place. You know, you've got to create the liquid nitrogen. And then summarily, you've also got this idea that it displaces oxygen. So on a long enough timeline, if you're doing what we've seen people like Wim Hof, who was on our show and, and uh, one of our favorite guests, yeah, uh, talk about. Yeah, definitely need to go back and listen to that one. Yeah. And we really talk about the therapeutic benefits of cold water immersion. Cryo chambers don't make sense. At $15 to $40 a pop, there's no way that you can effectively build that into a bio-optimization routine, you know, three, four, five, six times a week and have it be cost-effective. And there is quite frankly, the potential of with that much liquid nitrogen displacing oxygen, you know, you could have some long-term ramifications of that. Now, again, that's a hypothesis. So uh, all of you cryo people out there, you know, don't light me up. I'm just saying that given the alternative, immersion seemed like a better choice. Mm -hmm. There's an element of just, it feels natural and whole. Like it it reminds you of getting into like a really cold stream in the wilderness. I kind of just dig that. Oh, totally. I kind of just like that experience, but that's, that's just me. You'll see, growing up in Colorado, my, my uncle Bob and I would always go camping, and that was kind of like that. You'd basically bathe in the river. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is like up at the top of the Poudre Canyon. Poudre Canyon? Poudre, yes. You know, <laughs> I just love saying Poudre. I've never, I've never heard of that one. It's the Poudre Canyon. Okay. You got to take me there sometime. <laughs> I'll take you to the Poudre. Great. <laughs> it's like you could say it as Poudre which is, it's French because it was actually like stash of powder, which is where it got its name, or you could be like pooter. Anyway, you're just bathing in ice water, you know, glacial melt. Long story short is we decided that we could solve for the X. After we got back from XPT, I'm like, oh, I want to build an ice bath. And there wasn't a functional way to do it, right? It was like, well, you could turn an ice chest into an ice bath. And then I'm like, that just just looks goofy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then along the way, a couple other companies have recognized that the inherent value of this, and, and I think we've seen some come, in, uh, come into the market, but I wasn't impressed. They were either made of stainless steel or aluminum, aluminum, which really scares me, or they were acrylic and just really cheaply made. And, and so we went into our cave and we're like, we're going to solve this freaking problem. And we're going to do it in a way that matches the ethos of Complete Human, which is to educate and inspire healthier people for a healthier planet. Mm-hmm. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about our latest baby. yeah did we make a baby together we made a baby we made a baby it's a 90 inch baby solid (laughs) solid solid baby right there so we we decided to put this thing together and do it yeah and we chose the materials very meticulously so why did we choose copper evan because we get a lot of comments about that obviously it looks really sharp when i went to iron man the overwhelming amount of response that I got was how amazing the copper looks and how people just love the look. But there's other benefits to copper. So why did we choose that? 
Yeah, well, a couple different reasons, right? And anybody who's been to a bar and ordered a Moscow Mule knows how cold those drinks stay. And so copper is a great conductor of temperature. Mm -hmm. Honestly, when it comes to actually maintaining a cold temperature and utilizing the thermal conductive properties of copper, it became cheaper both in the electricity consumption and in the environmental impact to utilize copper. On top of which, there's, you know, copper's antibacterial. It's antimicrobial. Yeah. There's a lot of different physiological benefits to copper. You know, I mean, we see them, the copper bracelets, the copper knee pads, things like that. So copper has, by and large, had a place at the table when it comes to talking about inflammation resolution. Like healing, almost. Healing, yes. And, you know, we're never going to be the company that goes out there and says that this is going to cure your cancer or this does this and this and this. But it's incremental steps in the right direction. So when we have the antimicrobial benefits, when we have the antibacterial benefits, when we have the thermal conductive benefits, it just becomes a really effective way for us to create a product that one is environmentally friendly, and we'll get to the other parts of the the tub in a second, but two has some substantial benefits beyond just, you know, cold water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So the external, right? Mm -hmm. It's wood. It's wood. Instinctually, that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Wood and water don't actually work. But we paired with a company called Rubio Monocoat out of Europe. And this company is fascinating. They use a flaxseed oil-based sealant for wood. And this flaxseed oil actually permeates the wood and bonds at a molecular level. So you don't have like, you know, all of the chemical-based polyurethane things that sit Mm -hmm. on top of the wood. This actually gets inside of the wood and protects it that way. So fascinating product. And we were so stoked to, to pair with them on this. And then, you know, basically all of the exterior is just reclaimed wood. And we're finding that from all over the places, right? We actually had a conversation yesterday with the state of Wyoming. And when you're driving along the highway in the state of Wyoming, you'll see that they have like these old wood fences that are basically snow barriers to keep snow off the highway. Well, every 25 years, they have to go and replace that. And what do they do with that wood? That's one of the options that we have as far as building out these tubs. And really, the idea is is that we can take something as beautiful as copper and we can pair it with a reclaimed wood, finish it down and use this Rubio Monocoat to create something that's visually amazing, functional beyond anything else on the market, and again, aligns with our ethos of healthier people for a healthier planet. So the Complete Human Cryotub was born out of a desire to integrate cryotherapy into our lives on a consistent basis and really make that cost-effective and functional. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing I do like about the materials that we use too, because they develop and have different personality and texture, right? I mean, the copper over time, like it, it just, it changes a little bit and the wood, it's never the same, right? It's reclaimed. So it's different for each one. And I really like that. I like that we've done that. Probably one of my favorite things about this too, is that it's a self-cooling and self-cleaning unit. I mean, that's kind of a huge, huge talking point here is, you know, obviously, if you're familiar with ice baths, you have your tub or you have some sort of bath or whatever, and then you fill it with ice and it's a one use thing. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about eco-friendliness and sustainability, we don't want to keep just buying single use anything. And this includes the ice and then the plastic bags that that ice is in. Yeah. So this also is a great solution for that. Yeah. Not to mention the environmental cost of, of what it actually takes to produce ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, all, all great points. And so the internal unit was something that we've spent a lot of time on is how do we, you know, not using standard refrigerant coolant, but using propylene glycol, which is environmentally friendly, actually create a temperature that, I mean, we can get this thing down to like 16 degrees without it icing over. Yeah, it gets cold. It gets cold. And 
Here's the funny thing, right? Like, so when we first built this, in the back of my mind, I knew this, right? Like, intellectual, I'm like, well, <laughs> well we want to get it as close to, to freezing as possible. Mm-hmm. And then you get into, like, 36-degree water, and you're like, holy shit balls, that's mm-hmm. cold. Yeah. Joe Rogan recently did, like, 20 minutes in an ice bath, and I really want to know what temperature he yeah. did. Because I did 20 minutes at 47 about a week and a half ago just to see, and... That messed me up for a day. Yeah. Usually after an ice bath, you feel really rejuvenated and clear headed and just good. You know, you feel really solid. You just didn't feel well afterwards. It was it was a little it was a little much. That brings us to the idea that too much of a good thing can be bad. Mm -hmm. So we launched this. We launched this big boy. We birthed this big boy and sales have been great, which we love. But more than that, the feedback's been great. And so, you know, what we wanted to do was really talk a little bit about the benefits of cryotherapy. Mm-hmm. And I want to do this anecdotally and I want to do this scientifically because this is where the clinicians don't exactly see eye to eye with the anecdotal proof or the N of one, which is I think we like to call it. Well, there's still a lot of research to be done. Of course. And there's a lot of research yeah. to be done on everything. Yeah. So, you know, the jury's not out on this, but 10,000 years ago, if you got injured, they told you to put some ice on it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's changed in the last 10,000 years. And this litmus test of scientific data that we have to have to prove things has almost taken us to the point where nothing becomes provable. Mm -hmm. So I would like for you to talk a little bit about your experiences in the cryotub, the complete human cryotub, your experiences with ice baths, and what you feel after you take the plunge. I mean, it's different now than it was, I think, when I first started. I mean, initially, it was more shocking than I think it is now. I think there's definitely a mental fortitude, a mental strength component that I think has been really beneficial for me. I mean, doing breath work, getting centered, it almost, you have to almost put yourself into a meditative, very centered state to be able to handle and go through that process. So I've really enjoyed it. And here's the thing. Evan knows this more than anyone. I am solar powered <laughs> in the sun all the time. Need the heat. It's just a necessity for me and my happiness in my life. So people are like, oh, I could never be cold. Believe me, I am not a cold person, but I absolutely notice the benefits of it. And, you know, this just it comes down to recovery, inflammation. I've noticed sleep is better. Mm-hmm. We track our HRV through, you know, wearable devices like Whoop. And we've noticed an increase in HRV as well, which has been really exciting. So, I mean, yeah, some of this is anecdotal, right? And, and a little subjective and personal to each of us individually. But yeah, I mean, it's I've had a great experience. Not to mention, I feel not only mentally more resilient, but also my immune system. I do feel just stronger inside. Totally. So that's that's kind of been my experience so far. I mean, you know, we've been doing it for a couple years on and off. Um, but now that we have our own tub here and we use it consistently, like it's a game changer to have something that is basically plug and play. Plug oh. it in, fill it up, set your temperature, get cold, and don't be a little bitch. <laughs> yep. Get frisky. <laughs> yes. What about you? What have you noticed? You know, very much the same thing. A lot of the research that I've read on the scientific side said that there has actually been no clinical research that shows post-workout ice baths are good in, Mm -hmm. you know, raising testosterone or improving recovery. And and actually, when we think about this from a physiological perspective, inflammation, which we always talk about in the sense of chronic and acute, chronic inflammation is bad, but acute inflammation is, you know, can be a good thing. Yeah. So if we're tearing muscle fiber and that tear, you know, kind of leads to muscle protein synthesis then stopping that acute inflammation through you know, cryotherapy may not necessarily be the best thing. And so I actually found one study that I, I thought was fascinating is people were doing cryotherapy before workouts. Mm-hmm. Testosterone levels jumped like 150 to 200 points naturally within this control group or within the, the active arm of the, of the study. 
and people had more muscle mass at the end of the study. So, so what we're hypothesizing from this is that your body's effort to warm itself back up after getting out and using exercise to do that actually increases muscle protein synthesis and increases testosterone. Mm-hmm. Which I think is fascinating. And that's one thing that I think I've noticed is by doing it before a workout, my workouts are better and I've definitely felt a lot more strength. And I'm not going to say my testosterone levels are up. Those always feel up. But I've just felt like I felt like that is a recipe for success. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who knew me before COVID, you know that I was, you know, 150, 200 times a year on a plane. And we're kind of getting back to that. Even in the Delta variant, you know, we're still being very, very cautious and very, very careful. But I'm traveling a lot more. We're traveling a lot more. And I feel like this is one of those elements of building the resiliency that we need to be effective out there in the world. We all went into a cave for a while and that lack of interaction with other people, that lack of exposing ourselves really kind of tampered down our immune system. Our immune response was not as challenged as it was prior to the Rona. And so now that we're all kind of getting back out there, I mean, like I see a daughter went back to school, like a week into it, she's sick. Like all the kids are sick and it's not, they're sick with Corona. They're just sick because they they haven't been around. germs. Yeah, they're, just, they're, they're walking <laughs> they're kids. germ fest. <laughs> the resilience factor is something I'm absolutely stoked about. The other thing, obviously, that we really like is mitochondrial-rich brown fat activation. Mm-hmm. So for those of you guys who don't know this, and I think that this is one of the best things, right? From the time that we're born to about the time that we're a year and a half, we can't shiver. And so shivering is our body's natural way of thermoregulation. When you get cold, you shiver. But when you're a baby, you can't do that. So what happens when a baby gets cold is all of this mitochondrial-rich brown fat, which kind of runs down the spine and you know surrounds like the liver and the kidneys, starts to go into maximum overdrive. All of that mitochondria just starts working and produces a lot of heat, a lot of energy. Well, as we get older, we lose more and more brown fat. And all of the research tends to lean towards this idea that cold immersion therapy in a complete human cryotub, will activate that brown fat. And in some cases, there's the theory that you can create more of it. And so that mitochondrial-rich brown fat can help sustain our energy levels, not just every day, but as we get older and older and older. And so we know that there's an inevitable mitochondrial dip as we get older, but through PEMF, we know that we've got mitochondrial biogenesis through working out, we have that. But now we've got uh, mitochondrial biogenesis through cold immersion therapy. Now, is that because of the calorie burn that happens with cold or like... No, that's just an ancillary benefit. Okay. You know, it's... Because when we're talking about brown fat, white fat... Yeah. Obviously, we know that cryotherapy enhances calorie burn. So what's the relationship between all that? The calorie burn is kind of the ancillary component is as those mitochondria are activating to try to warm you back up, you're just burning more calories. You're converting more, you know, more calories, which are just, you know, a form of energy into fuel for that mitochondria to warm yourself back up. Mm -hmm. And one study I read said, if you spend, it was 10 minutes in a 55 degree immersion that to warm yourself back up was a calorie burn of 800. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. It seems substantial. It does. And and again, like this is all of that anecdotal shit. Like we heard for years, like, oh, get into a sauna. It's 500 calories. No, it's 12. Like your body doesn't do anything in a sauna. Mm-hmm. So like there's, you know, there's a lot of this this crap out there. And and I want to take it back to that review. Again, thank you for that. Is there's no definitive in any of this. Each person is unique. So the N of one is ultimately the biggest litmus test. We always look at these double blind placebo controlled clinical trials with power ratings that say that we have such a big sample size and we utilize that to justify 
specific modalities. But at the end of the day, that which there's a place for that. There's absolutely a place because it gives it gives weight to the idea of what we're doing. But the end of one is the most powerful. Mm -hmm. And if it works for you, it works for you. There's always this challenge, right? There's a science versus anecdotal, anecdotal versus science. And and in this situation, you get a lot of people selling things based off of pseudoscience. Saunas were a perfect example. Burn 500 calories per 30 minutes of sauna. Like, that just doesn't happen. There's no science that validates that. But there's a lot of science that validates the need for infrared saunas. So we love them for very specific reasons. But if calorie burning is your idea, it's like, that's not going to work. There are many reasons why we enjoy cold therapy. And I mean, we're so proud of this. We are so proud of what we've built here. And I just know that we fully believe in everything, all the research and energy and just all the choices that we made to make it happen. I'm really, really happy with it. So I can't wait for everyone to try it out. Totally. Yeah. Coming soon to gyms uh, near you. So we built two, two different units. We've got a commercial unit, which is made specifically for gyms, salons, spas, things like that. And then we've also- Wellness got, facilities. Wellness facilities. Yeah. yeah. And then we also have the residential unit. So if you, like us, want to do this, you know, seven times a week, do it. And, you know, you can put one in your garage or on your patio or wherever yeah. you want to put it. So, Or if you don't have room, maybe convince your gym or wellness facility to throw one in there for you. Totally. <laughs> totally. You know, or here's what I do. You know, like there's uh, places that have community gardens. Mm-hmm. You know, now you've got a community cryo. Because mm. cryo is communal, right? Like when you do it by yourself, you can come up with a thousand and one <laughs> reasons to not do it. and then it, but, is, it can be a little lonely experience, but. Yeah. But when you're with people, there's kind of a, there's a put up or shut up mentality. Like, you know what? That, that was probably one of my favorite parts about XPT was the fact that people were in and out. These are large tubs, you know, and this is our first time, right? But not only that, we had coaches there walking us through the breathing techniques and we had friends and just like colleagues there that were really supportive and just there and it was a really special, I'll never forget it. It was mostly because of the communal aspect around it, which I absolutely enjoyed. Totally. And ice brings people together. Ice brings people together. We, we, we designed this really to bring people together. Yeah. The complete human cryotub is all about community. I mean, that's one of our pillars, right? Like planetary connections. So totally. if we can bring more people together and get healthy. And shrink your balls. And shrink your balls. <laughs> On the road to everything that we want to accomplish and everything that we want to share with you guys, this was something that we were really proud of. And so we wanted to take just a couple minutes and again, you know, not a crazy long podcast, but just really explain what it is that we did and why we did it. Um, Encourage you to check out the website, you know, drop us a line, tell us what you think. Uh, The most important part about the complete human ecosystem is, is that, you know, we recognize healthier people equal a healthier planet. And especially if we take action in all of the things that we do, micro changes lead to macro changes. Small corrections equal big changes in the long run. And something like this, something as simple as using reclaimed wood and flaxseed oil to seal it and and 100% pure copper and, and really environmentally friendly components all drive us to a place where we can focus on our health, but yet be good stewards of the planet. Mm-hmm. And and in that, that just becomes you know part of our mission. And this is just one tool in the toolbox. It's a fun one. So yeah, check it out. There's some great videos of us getting in and out of it. Check out Instagram because we tortured a couple models <laughs> a couple weeks ago and that was fun that's fun that was fun and the best part about it is people get into it knowing that they're on camera so they're trying to be a lot less shocked than they were and then they hit the water and there's just that instant oh shit face <laughs> yeah you go through a minute there i mean i remember my first ice bath it's very insulting to the system right you're gasping for air you're kind of like <gasps> it's hard it's it's a real challenge you well know, your body's you know sympathetic parasympathetic you go yeah. into fight or flight mode 
Yeah, absolutely. But this is why we highlight breathing techniques and making sure that you're well oxygenated and centered going in and you focus on your breathing. Those are the most important parts. And actually, when we did that shoot, I actually I loved that shoot so much because we were able to walk people through how to do Mm -hmm. this experience. And this was their first time. And, you know, they haven't done it before. And they did so good. And I was just so proud. It was really just fun to be a part of that. Yeah. I loved it so much. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know, definitely when you get uh, your cryotub or your gym gets it, send us video, right? Like, we love to see that initial experience. There's some great stuff on Breathwork uh, that we've got on, I believe, our YouTube as well as the app that we're launching. Yeah. That's a podcast for another time, but you guys will definitely hear a lot more about that in the future. A lot of cool resources in there, especially Breathwork and maybe a workout or two. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, who's who's our, our reviewer? Ramden. Again, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. You know, you say biohacker, and I'm not offended by that. Bio-optimization has always been our our platform. Um, hacking is never a good thing, right? Like, no. again, nobody ever calls you up and say, I got hacked, and it was a good thing. So, you know, we really focus on bio-optimization. Uh, I really appreciate the fact that you, you know, acknowledge the research that I bring to this show, the research that I brought to just trying to help people experience better health, better wellness. More importantly, again, I know that we all need to make a buck out there, but I think of this that if we've really got the keys to the kingdom, it is our job to try to give that information away as much as possible, inspire people to better health and wellness. And so we, we sell products, we sell a tub, but you know the information is always going to be for free. So we really mm-hmm. appreciate that. We will try to be more consistent with our episodes. Yeah, but we appreciate the feedback. Thank you guys for your reviews. It helps us. We appreciate them. We love them. We love you guys. We love you guys. We love reading them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Complete Human Podcast with your hosts, Jana Breslin and Evan DeMarco. We will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.